Thanks for grabbing a seat. Hey, it is really good to be with you this morning. My name is Tim. Uh, I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic, and it is so good to be with you here. If if you're in the room, uh, again, welcome. If you are online, uh, good to, uh, I was going to say good to see you, which I can't do. So good to be seen by you. That's at least, that's at least the half that I can acknowledge. So Glad you're with us. If you're if you're online right now, if you're watching at a later time, uh, hey, I want to I want to do something uh, right now. I, I want to share. Uh, just there's a lot uh, going on. This is uh, Maya already addressed this, but uh, yeah, we we plan this kind of uh, something similar to this every year, uh, Sunday Sunday or some something fun to kind of kick off the summer. And sometimes the weather agrees with that and compliments that, and other times it doesn't. Um, this this Sunday to walk in and, you know, there's a whole bunch of team and volunteers that help make our gatherings happen. Uh, and this Sunday we had a whole crew from the city outside working, putting in a new traffic pattern around our church, which, you know, the, the first thing is like, oh, that's, uh, they didn't, they didn't uh, check with us. Uh, <laughs> We didn't, we didn't approve that. We didn't ask for it. We didn't sign up for it. We, you know, we funded it un, unknowingly, unwillingly, and it's happening, and here we go. And, uh, and then when, when we were praying before our gathering, somebody just prayed like, hey, what a great opportunity. There's a, a crew of uh, guys that are working on a Sunday morning, and maybe they like working on Sunday, maybe they don't, but they're going to they're gonna work right in front of a church where a bunch of people are going to be walking in, uh, glad to be together, smiling, and we're going to have a great time together, and they get at least a little glimpse of that, and isn't that a good thing? And it just completely reoriented uh, how I was leaning into and thinking about this morning, because that's such a great picture of of what Jesus calls us to as a church all the time. Um, the verse that has been on my, my heart and mind, a couple of verses from the book of Matthew, uh, where Jesus says that his followers, so that's most of us in this room, disciples, followers of Jesus, people who identify as I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christ follower, I'm a Christian. Jesus says you're to be like, like salt and like light, like salt that adds something to the world. It's a small thing but it's very needed and it changes the whole experience. So it'd be like, like light. And when light shows up in a dark place, it, it just stands out. You can't contain it. You can't hide it. And we're to be like that. And so each one of us gets that opportunity to be salt and light in every single one of our days. And then collectively, we get to do it like this on a Sunday when the neighbors around us, the, the people that are working near us, our, our city, hope hopefully gets to see a little bit of who Jesus is by the way in which we gather and so many other churches around our city gather. I, uh, I, I did this thing. It wasn't, uh, it was kind of a spur of the moment. I was hanging out yesterday uh, in the morning with, with two of my sons, Max, my middle son, and, and Owen, my youngest, and uh, we were looking for something to do and we decided to go Frisbee golf. There was totally supposed to be a slide for that that was to cheer. So Frisbee golf, if you're not sure what this is, it's a, it's a Frisbee-like disc, and you throw it at a goal, and there's a whole bunch of them set over uh, outside, okay? Some of you know what I'm talking about. Frisbee golf. Um, we did not check the weather. We just went for it. And on one throw, uh, and I, I, uh, I'm firmly in the middle of the three of us. Max can, can throw farther, um, but I can throw farther than, than Owen still. So I'm in the middle, so I'm feeling decent as a dad. And I, and I chuck it, and it's a pretty good one. And it, and it goes, and it curves. And when it hits the grass, it literally, it will, for one, it disappeared. But in its place, this wave kind of happened, this splash happened. It landed in like on a green field, but it was so wet, and it just splashed up 
up water. And uh, we were walking by some guys at the same time and commented like, man, it's wet out here. Uh, and they said, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful day out. It's, it's a great day to play, but um, yeah, this is Portland. <laughs> and I was like, thank you for sharing that. I did not know that, and thank you. And, um, and, and, I, and I thought, yeah, it, it, it's Portland. And that's kind of, uh, that kind of encapsulates our, our city. We, it's, it's beautiful and it's very wet. And that's just part of who we are. And when I go out and play Frisbee golf in June, I should expect to get dumped on, rained on, and go home and not be able to wear my shoes in the house because they're so muddy and I have to kind of strip down in the garage in order to get in because I'm just wet through and through. That's just Portland. The other thing that we know about our city is that there are very, very few followers of Jesus who are living in very distinct ways and radical ways that point to Jesus, that are really living as salt and light. And that is who we are called to. We are called to a city that it's very challenging to be a follower of Jesus. I, uh, um, I was thinking about it this way, that, that we are culturally one of the most post-Christian cities in our nation. Um, that statistically, we're one of the most unchurched cities in our nation. And tangibly, as we just look at practical needs around our city, we have some of the greatest needs in, in our city compared to many, many, many cities across. And that's a, a, a huge challenge, and yet it's such a wonderful opportunity that we get to be followers of Jesus in a place, in a time, and in a city among a people who desperately, desperately need Jesus. And so we want to be a kind of church that stands out and takes risks and takes chances to be known for Jesus. Um, I want to I want to share this uh, this vision that we've we've had and been talking about for a couple years now, um, and it it goes like this: This is the best words that we have to to kind of represent what Jesus is calling us to as a church, and the way that we say it right now is: In a city known for self reliance, loneliness, and cynicism, we are compelled by the love of Jesus to live distinctly different lives. We will contribute to a movement of courageous and resilient disciples who are formed by God's word, empowered by the Holy Spirit and sent by Jesus. By the year 2025, we will equip and commission 500 people who break barriers, love neighbors, and uniquely contribute to more of God's kingdom coming in the Portland-Vancouver metro area. We dream of a day where every cynic knows the Savior, the lonely find a family, and every activist joins God's mission. We can see this happening. We want to see more. You can clap for that. And I think it's important to measure those kind of things. And we just clapped more for that than we did Frisbee golf. So that's good. <laughs> that's really good. This is, this is who God's calling us to be. And it's not necessarily easy. It's not necessarily just straightforward. We have to get creative and innovative in how we think about this. We have to think differently about what it means to be a church in our culture and time. But this is what God's called us to. And we're taking really good steps towards that. What we do at this point of the year is we, we look back and we remember and we celebrate where we can point to and see God working, where we can see the Holy Spirit active in our church. And so we're going to do that right now. We've all also done it in kind of a written form that you can read, and we've got what we just call it an annual update. Uh, and so that's available on our website now. And we've kind of um, think about it in kind of four different ways. One is uh, the ways of Jesus, which we identify as discipleship. Uh, we, we, the mission of Jesus, which is more of his kingdom coming. Uh, the, uh, the body of Jesus, what it means to be a family. 
and the heart of Jesus, what we're all called to worship. And that's what those four kind of logos across the top. And so over the next few days or weeks, if you would take time just to read through that, it's on our website and it tells more in depth of where we see God working. We've picked four stories that we want to share and celebrate together as a church this morning. And so uh, what I'm going to do is invite them forward, and and you're going to hear four different stories of of where we see God working. And um, so I invite you just to listen carefully and celebrate really well when you have opportunity. The the first that's going to jump up here uh, is a high school student named Gabe Lang. And so would you invite him, welcome him and Connor as they come up. One thousand six hundred and twenty-four slices. That's a lot of pizza. And is approximately how many slices of pizza we served this year. This school year, we started Dollar Monday Pizza, which is pretty much the most explanatory name you can have. It was an attempt to serve and grow the relationship between Mosaic Youth and students at Grant High School. The relationship, or it was an open invite to any Grant student to walk a couple blocks on Monday at lunch over to Mosaic to be inside a church building and eat cheap and delicious pizza. Now I go to Grant, and as a couple of days ago, I'm done with my sophomore year. I'm invested in Mosaic Youth, and I'm learning how to follow Jesus in my everyday life, school, friends, serving at church, work, and golf. Me and my sister Reese are growing up in a family that talks about faith. My parents encourage me to be involved in youth and are excited about me following Jesus. But but simply stated, we are the weird ones at school. Nobody really cares about God. Most of my my classmates don't go to church or never have. And if Christianity gets brought up, it's mostly a joke or to point fingers at those kind of people. It's easy for me to walk over to Mosaic on Mondays last fall, but the risk rose as we slowly started getting the word out, asking our closest friends who would like most likely say yes to come with us. Usually it's something like, hey, do you want to walk over to me with me to church uh, to have pizza? What? Yeah, it's this thing we do on Mondays. It's only a dollar. Uh, I don't have a dollar. Uh, no problem. I'll spot you this week. Most of the time it's awkward, it didn't feel magical, and even sometimes we got told no more than once. But slowly, one Monday at a time, we kept inviting people and they started inviting other people. Then little, the little pack of Grant students walking over to Mosaic grew. I know God has put me in Grant, it's my neighborhood school, and there are some great things about it. But a lot of the time, I, didn't, I, f- I feel the conflict of trying to live as a Christian in a culture that, do- that at best doesn't care, and at worst is really hostile. But I'm growing to see my school as a primary place where Jesus is leading me on my mission to display his love and invite others to explore faith and God. Pizza Mondays is just a cheap meal in a church building and is giving us an avenue to merge these two parts of my life, school and church, and to show other people who we go to school with, Jesus people aren't so weird, at least most of them. There are a couple of even students that ended up coming for pizza, then Alpha Weekend, Alpha, and on Wednesday nights, and then the Alpha Retreat earlier this year. From the five or six of us that went to Mosaic at the beginning of the school year, there's about 60 or more that came to this building at least once for, for pizza, and a few who have become regulars at Mosaic Youth Community. We're not, we know we're not doing it alone. Thank you for helping make pizza cost a dollar. Thank you for praying for us and our friends. Thank you for being a church family uh, that cares about the high school down the street and the ones across our city. Yeah, wow. 
You did it. One, it's like quite the feat to go up in front of a, your church family and, and tell this story. But two, like, I mean, that celebration is about what God did. And um, man, I am blown away. This is just a little representation of some of our high school crew. But man, the, the cultural moment that students are living in and trying to wrestle through who is God, what is faith, and to do it in a river that feels like it's flowing the opposite direction sometimes is, is incredible. And um, I'm humbled to get to watch you. Um, but I love that, that line that Gabe and I kind of work towards to share of like the, the school is like maybe my primary mission field as a young person. Um, and not to make it like a me versus them thing, but to say like, God's put me here. And even if I'm one out of 2,000 kids, or if there's eight out of 2,000 kids that like know each other and know Jesus, it's worth doing. So um, church family, uh, as, a, as a pastor, I say thank you. Thank you for caring about students like these and their friends. Um, uh, it's been amazing, like, how many of you have told me that you're, you're praying for uh, kids that you don't know, and, um, and that's it's amazing. So it's a privilege to do it together. I'm really proud of you, Gabe. I'm really proud of you guys, um, and uh, the best is yet to come. So thanks for, thanks for telling the story. Yeah. Good morning, Mosaic. It's good to see you guys. My name is uh, Chris Warren. Uh, I'm one of the LITs in training here. Uh, I've uh, recently moved to the area. I came up from Texas about a year and a half ago, and uh, yeah. How old are you? Oh, I'm 27. Pretty old, guys. So, one of the oldest guys in the group, but uh, you know, never too late. Just uh, my name is Zeke, and I'm also a leader in training here at Mosaic. Uh, I'm 20 years old, and I just moved back to the area. I live over in Vancouver um, this past, yeah, Vancouver, uh, <laughs> this past August, so just about a year that I've been at uh, Mosaic and involved in the leader in training. And my name's Phil. I am the worship pastor here at Mosaic. Um, we are here to talk about leader in training and just one of the awesome things that God has woven into us as a community. Um, if, a, if a people had a DNA, one of our pieces of DNA would be that we develop leaders. Um, it's been that way since the beginning and we have seen God do amazing things through that. So I wanted to pitch a question to you. I told them ahead of time, so they're prepared. Um, <laughs> What have you seen God do in you to make you more aware of who you are? Uh, make it, maybe he's taught you something about his people, his kingdom. Um, yeah, what would you highlight for us about what God's doing in your heart? Yeah, uh, first I have to really say that I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be in LIT. When I was kind of, Phil approached me after I had been coming here for a couple months and he had already taken on uh, both Zeke and Noah during COVID during the transition of a live stream and everything. And so for him to take on a third person was just a, an act of grace. And I desperately needed it because when I came into Mosaic, I was coming out of a pretty hard transition, uh, not only moving during COVID, uh, I came from a very different culture. Um, didn't have really many friends here, was trying to navigate a bunch of different stuff. And, and spiritually, it was really hard. And uh, so when I first came into my LIT, it was pretty, pretty me-focused. Uh, I was work, working on my own health and transitioning into that. 
And over this past nine months, it's been really awesome to see what God's not only been doing in my heart, but the opportunities through community and, and uh, you know, not only just learn as what it means to be a pastor and a mentor, but truly a friend. And um, now I'm kind of in this really cool place where I, I want to use the gifts that God has given me and, and meet each and every single one of you. I've got a really uh, passionate heart for people and love getting to meet my community here. And so if you haven't met me, please come up and say hi to me. I'm in the booth a lot, but uh, I really want to get to know your story. And because uh, Phil and people here got to know mine and it, it really helped me get connected. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I would say, and uh, Chris kind of touched on this too, but I would say throughout the past, uh, I think it's almost a year that we've been doing LIT, is it kind of started out as what you said, kind of inward focused. And so I think that was really important is that first like personal reflection and personal growth to see what skills have I been given by God and what characteristics do I have um, in order to kind of have this outward approach uh, next is to see what has God called me into and um, who is he calling me towards? Like what kind of people does he want me to reach? Um, and so I think that's been really cool. We've been able to do that through a couple things. We just went through focused living not too long ago, and that was an amazing experience. Um, but yeah, just the kind of checking who we are in order to see where uh, we've been called and where we're yeah called to. Yeah, totally. So Mosaic, we as a people have provided space for three young men, uh, one of whom is our awesome friend Noah, who runs sound for us every week. Um, and I told these guys, I, I texted them, at, I think last Thursday, I just said, one of the biggest joys of my life in the last year has been to see what God is doing in them and actually be partnered with that. Um, if you didn't know this about me, I was once in LIT as well. And so we have this awesome thing here in the kingdom of God as his people that we are following someone up the mountain of life and we're also reaching back and we're bringing somebody with us. And I think I'm there. And as we journey together, um, we get to, as, as they both noted, know more about who we are and how God's built us, but also to turn that around and to pour it out into others. And so we want to invite you into that. This next year, we're starting a whole new cohort. I think it launches in early October, late September sometime. And so if you're a young person who is wondering about what's God made me to do um, and how do I serve in his kingdom, it's a great, great thing to be a part of. I'd invite you to come talk to me. Um, but for now, can we thank these three guys just for all that they've done? Good morning. My name is Justin Roberts, and this is my wife, Bree. We are, um, I guess, in the middle of a uh, home group that's called South, or South-South, or even further south, um, as it were. It, it seems like it's anything from Powell Southern Boulevard Oregon. south to the California border, maybe. Um, we have been living in Oregon City for about a year, and uh, before that, we lived in Portland. God moved us out of Portland down to Oregon City. It's been a tremendous blessing, but he's very clearly did not move us out of Mosaic. Very firm about that from the get-go. So 
we've been trying to figure out over the last year what church looks like when we're not in a Sunday building, when we're not Sunday service, and how do we connect with people who are not in Portland proper, but still 15, 20, 30 minutes away um, just in the kind of Clackamas County region. So it's been an interesting experiment. We've tried virtual Sundays together. We've watched this, the live stream. We've had meals. We do the Sunday suppers now. But it's just been a fun experience to figure out what this looks like. Um, to be very clear, we don't know. <laughs> um, there's not a, a finish line we're at. We don't feel like we have anything clearly identified. But the thing I would say is we are journeying together. We are investing, and it's been a very, very fulfilling experience, at least for me. Um, I'm not a people person, so it's, it's been enjoyable to have some groups where we get to hear people's story without necessarily being a big Sunday morning gathering type thing. So um, if you're interested, and even if you live north of Powell or in other parts of the city, you can come join. We've got uh, one coming up next month. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a very fun experience, but also it's not easy. Uh, my name's Katie, and I also live in Southern Oregon, <laughs> south of here. Um, and it's been a pleasure to get to know Brie and Justin over the last few years. We actually got to be in the same virtual community together during COVID um, in the southeast area, and that was fantastic. It was a good opportunity to get to know people in that way. Um, I do. It has been good to practice being together again. Um, and that's just what we're doing right now, as we're practicing being together again. Um, getting to have a longer conversation than you do when you meet and greet people. Getting to share a meal together and learn about people and the hearts that they have for their neighbors and their communities as well. So moving forward, like they said, we don't know what that looks like. And I kind of think Jesus is okay with that. So what that look, will look like for us as we continue to move forward is we get to talk to Jesus together and ask him what he would have for us in the area that we're in uh, together as a community, who, can we, who we can welcome in and where he wants us to go with that. Um, and that is what that is going to look like. We're going to talk to Jesus together. We're going to get to discern what he says, and we're going to get to dream about what community looks like for those around us. Um, and so I just encourage you guys, wherever you're at, uh, to practice being together with people again and to, to start asking Jesus, who are my neighbors and who's, a, who's around me that can help me um, have a heart for them and move, take the next step towards them too. That's awesome. Man, I love hearing your, your guys' heart for community and your heart for your neighbors and how you support each other in that work. You know, we, we know that uh, being Jesus followers, being his disciples is a whole life experience. That includes sharing our life with other people. And we know that we're also called into his mission. And when we develop in our part of community, it gives us such a great context to do that. And um, I'm, I'm excited as we are coming out of a season that was challenging to navigate. Can I say it that way? Especially with community and are now re-engaging back into these opportunities to share life, to bring what God has gifted us to a community for the sake of being on mission for him in our neighborhoods. 
The easy on-ramp for that right now is uh, neighborhood suppers that are happening uh, throughout the summer, once a month meals in seven regions throughout the city. And it's a great opportunity to come, to share your story, to be known, and to Kitty, do it. What, what you're saying is to start thinking and dreaming and asking Jesus the question, what is the purpose for us in these neighborhoods, in this place, and how can you use the, this group of people for your mission and your kingdom? Such, such an amazing thing. I'm excited. I, I'm uh, part of the Vancouver ones. I don't even know if we're supposed to be hanging out. <laughs> we might be violating some rules here, but um, hey, if you're interested, you can sign up for one of these suppers. I, there's one near you, and it's full of wonderful people. I can promise you that. Uh, you can sign up for them online, or you can come by the welcome table in the wing after this gathering, and I'll help you sign up for one. Uh, but would you join me in just celebrating these, these leaders? Uh, hi, uh, I've written out what I'm going to say. I'm impressed by people that can come up and just talk. So I want to make sure I don't lose my way along this. So uh, my name is Nick Miner. I'm married to Maya. She's up on the band some weeks. Uh, you've likely seen me on the welcome teams. I help out with the high school youth group. And I'm a part of the men's breakfast that meets every Friday morning at 7 a.m. at Fuller's Coffee Shop. Uh, so it's an open invite to all men. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, for my job, I'm a financial advisor. And so why I'm up here today is that the pastors wanted me to share how God has in the past few weeks been leading me to think about how I serve him and his kingdom through my work as a financial advisor. A few weeks ago, Tim was preaching on the Sermon of the Plain, where Jesus is describing how we should live as Christians by loving our enemies how if somebody takes your coat to at, or if somebody takes your coat, you should give them your shirt also. To give to everyone who asks of you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, to not demand it back. And to lend to others without expecting to get anything back. And as he's reading these, some of other of Jesus' teachings came to mind, such as not worrying about your possessions or clothes or food because God will provide all these for us. And I was reminded of the story about the foolish man who tore down his barns to build bigger ones so that he could retire early and, and take life easy. And as I'm sitting and listening and thinking about this, I'm struck by a few things. First is how radically different the life that Jesus calls us into is. And I would say I believed it. Like when Jesus says those things, I know they're, they're true, but I, I didn't necessarily live completely like this because it is so radical. The second thing is, as a Christian, I was supposed to be living these things out and, and not just believing them. And the third thing was, as a financial advisor, I certainly wasn't calling people in to live like this. If anything, I instruct people to do the exact opposite in ways. You know, we worry about the return on their money, how they should store up for themselves, plan to, on how to retire early, and achieve all of the financial goals that they have for themselves. At first, I had an identity crisis. I wasn't trying to lead people astray. I just wanted to help people be wise with their money. And I don't have a desire to be a wealthy person at all. I just wanted to be able to provide for Maya and our future family. And I wanted to uh, enjoy the work that I do. 
If anything, though, my job, it was, it was just a means to an end. And so I asked myself, as I'm struck by Tim's teaching and, and what it means to be a Christian and how that conflicts with my job, uh, I asked myself, is God asking me to quit my job? But after praying about it and talking with others, what I came to believe is that God has put me in a particular place in the world and has given me a little bit of influence in the lives of others for a purpose. That instead of throwing this away, he's inviting me to use my influence as a way to come alongside him and invite others to the life that Jesus calls us into, which is drastically different from the values of the world. To view money differently and to live generously. I've come to believe that God wants me to view my job not just as a means to an end, but as a partnership with him to further the work that he's doing in our city and in our community. And to be honest, I don't quite know how I'm going to do it. It's only been a couple weeks, but the more I pursue this, the more I see how truly difficult and how radical the life is that Jesus calls us into. However, I'm continuing to pray and to talk to others about how to incorporate my faith from my work, or incorporate my faith with my work. In this process, though, I've recently found a community of other Christians who are trying to answer the same questions as financial advisors. And I've also talked with other advisors in my office, both Christian and non-Christian, to get their perspectives. And after one of these conversations, another advisor, he decided on the spot to host a serving opportunity at a local food bank with his clients to hopefully open a door to talking more about this with them, about viewing money differently and living generously. So although I'm only starting on this journey, it's been encouraging to see God, to see how God has started his work ahead of me and is bringing alongside others who have the same conviction. So ultimately, I, I want to do this because I want to be a part of the work I want to be a part of the kingdom that Jesus is building. I want to see people around me live sacrificially for Jesus and out of love for others. And I want to do it because I want to grow more to be more like the person that Jesus wants me to be. Amen. Amen. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, we we want to say that we see uh, God at work in your life and to see uh, you as a young man responding to the Holy Spirit speaking into your life is just, uh, it's inspiring and it's challenging and just want to celebrate your, your faith and your courage and your desire to, like, as we've prayed about, our vision as a church is to live distinctly different lives and, and this, is, this is part of it. Um, the other thing that we, we want to celebrate is that uh, you are also an answer to prayer. That as we as a church have been praying to be able to send people right where they are, you, you just read that. That is, that is what God's doing in you. And I, I love how you said, you know, is God calling me to quit my job? Is this a, is this a big lane change for me into something else? And that as you held that before Jesus, that 
that your answer that you heard was, no, it's to stay in it, that that's where God had placed you. Um, and that's just so beautiful to hear. And uh, that takes challenge and risk and all of that. And so uh, we want to be celebrating you and uh, praying for you as you step into this next chapter of your life with a new vision, a renewed vision for how God uh, has called you into your work. So we're going to do that together. And so how we do this here is if you're comfortable, if you just extend a hand, uh, I'm going to pray for Nick and invite you to pray with me uh, as we just say that we see God at work in his life and that he is being sent into the place that God's placed him. Uh, and we want to pray for him and commission him in that way. So we're going to pray for you. Jesus, you are alive and at work. Holy Spirit, we see you uh, speaking to to Nick and him responding to you. We see that and we celebrate that and are so grateful for yet another glimpse of your work in this world. It, uh, that God, we cannot build the kingdom that you're bringing, that you build it and we get to step into it. We get to experience it. We get to walk in it. And so we see that happening in Nick's life and we're so grateful for that. And we, we point it out, we celebrate it, we, we lift it up and say, God, you're at work here. God, would you uh, give Nick uh, clarity vision, creativity, and innovation as he rethinks on how to step into this career that he's been pursuing and growing in and being affirmed in. Thank you for the people that you've placed around him. Would you strengthen them as well? God, as, as you have set this chapter, this next season of his life, uh, would he pursue you, continue to pursue you passionately and be, have a listening ear and heart to what you're speaking to him? God, would you, would you use him? Would we have stories such as the one he already told of a co-worker getting inspired in a new way? Would we see people handling their money more like they, they are stepping into your kingdom and with a, with a risky, sacrificial generosity that can only be explained because they trust you? And so, Jesus, we, we see you at work in Nick. We celebrate that. And we commission him to the work you've